deeply committed and passionate for helping drive transformational change in the healthcare industry. Our next guest is leveraging digital innovation to unleash our healthcare workers' superhuman powers that significantly increase operational efficiency and consumer satisfaction. Brian Dowd, Executive Leader of Digital Transformation and Innovation at Memorial Care, joins us to discuss how he and his team are improving individual, family, and community health by establishing and supporting an environment of technological advancement and best practice. Additionally, Brian outlines how other healthcare leaders can cultivate a culture of mutual trust, learning, and understanding between healthcare providers and the tech industry. Join us for this authentic and refreshing conversation to discover how Brian and the Memorial Care team are reimagining the future of healthcare by evaluating, developing, and delivering solutions and programs that foster transformational change so many of us are seeking. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Ryan, I finally get to say it. Welcome to our podcast. This has been a long time coming. Welcome to the show. I am pumping my fist. I'm excited to finally get to talk to you, Mike. This is great. We're doing it, Brian. We're doing it. Well, due to your strong commitment and passion to help drive change in the healthcare industry through the use of digital innovation and evolving technologies for the benefit of consumer satisfaction and operational efficiency, I'm fired up for today's conversation. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Brian. It's almost time for our community to learn how you and Memorial Care, a nonprofit integrated healthcare system with 225 sites of care throughout Southern Los Angeles and Orange counties, are improving the health and well being of individuals, families, and communities through establishing and supporting an environment of digital innovation and best practice. But before we dive into all of that, Brian, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? You know, Mike, this sounds silly, but my brain always goes to this one expression. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I think I get that just in my own personal life and running marathons and endurance races. I've done a few Ironmans. I just know there's a finish line. It may be 14 hours away, it may be an hour away, or maybe 10 years away. But as long as we keep grinding that pavement, we'll get there, we'll get to the finish line. I love it. And Brian, you know, that's important too, especially if you want to innovate, if you want to truly transform the largest industry in our country, healthcare, it's not going to happen overnight. As you know, you're in the thick of it. You've been a national leader for some time now. We're going to talk all about that in just a moment, but it doesn't happen overnight. It is a marathon. You have to have your heels dug in, but of course there are little sprints along the way to get those nice wins, but you have to be in it to win the marathon. And Brian, I'm imagining you would probably share that with your team as well as you guys continue to innovate down there in Southern California's Memorial Care. Is that something that you press upon your team as well? Yeah, I think just having the passion to keep moving forward. I mean, there's 
times where you hit a brick wall, just like you do in a marathon. But you've got to realize that you can get over that wall and just continue to move forward. And if you partner with the right people, with the right organizations like Olive for One, they're going to help get you through and over that wall to just keep going. Well, we're going to talk about all of that and more when we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Brian Dowd, Executive Director, Digital Transformation and Innovation at Memorial Care. Brian, we have a lot to discuss today. We already talked about it. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. There's no doubt about it. If we're going to reimagine healthcare, we have to play the long game. But we also need to talk about what you're doing today to get to that finish line down the road because you know as well as I do, big fan of yours. We can change this industry. We can do it through a lot of ways. One way you're really pushing is through digital transformation and innovation. We're going to talk about that today, Brian. We're going to talk also, hey, what's on the horizon? What do you guys see down there at Memorial Care? What should we be mindful of in the industry? What's coming our way? A lot has changed over the past two years, as we know, with the pandemic, and things are going to continue to change. But So what are those things we should be mindful of? And of course, how we can be helping you. But Brian, let's first talk about the journey you aren't a traditional been in healthcare your whole career. I love that. We yeah. need new, fresh thinking. We need new ideas. We need that new perspective. You came from Toyota prior to this unbelievable organization. And of course, now been leading the charge for a little over six years down on Memorial Care in healthcare. Give us a little bit of that journey. How did you get into healthcare in the first place? I know it's a crazy story. It's a story that I just it keeps me motivated. It keeps me passionate to continue to work in the healthcare. Obviously, back in 2015, like you said, I was working with Toyota. I was on the finance side of the business up in Torrance. So that's where the headquarters was at before they moved to Plano. Great company, number one auto company in the world. I mean, phenomenal culture, you know, that Japanese culture and mentality, true efficiency experts, process improvement, love innovation, love all that stuff. And my wife was pregnant at the time, and that was our first child. And we had some complications, and I had. Thankfully, I was working from home that day. We had to get, I had to get her to the hospital and the hospital I took her to was Memorial Care, Saddleback Medical Center, right down in Laguna Niguel. And as soon as we got there, the nurses, the doctors, everybody jumped on to help. And my wife ended up having, going into a tough, a little bit still tough to talk about six years later, but both are still healthy, but my wife's uterus had, uterus had ruptured and my daughter was premature. Uh, my daughter was born. She wasn't breathing. They had to put her into NICU. My wife went through a six, seven hour long surgery, lost all of her blood, coded multiple times, ended up in ICU. Within 24 hours, she went into hemorrhagic shock, had a massive internal bleeding. As I'm in there in the ICU with her, I'm watching nurses putting in pick lines and getting her prepped to run down for surgery. 
at the same time, I'm trying to do skin to skin with my daughter in the NICU. And not knowing anything about healthcare, but just knowing a lot about process improvement and efficiency that I was trained by PAN staff at Toyota, you know, I looked at how, where some of the inefficiencies were throughout this process as it was happening. The second surgery, they took her down six, seven hours later, lost all of her blood, coded multiple times again, and eventually came out of the second surgery, sat in IC for a couple more weeks, and my daughter... She was eating and breathing and doing perfectly fine, and we were discharged. And after that entire experience, I got to know the CEO of the hospital at the time, Steve. He's retired now, but he actually, to this day, is the pseudo dad to me. In fact, I was just talking to him about his Green Bay Packers losing because he was making fun of my Steelers losing. And I'm going to meet with him in a couple of weeks and talk to him about my family, being a dad, asking him advice and even from a career perspective. But he was really the person that kind of got me interested in looking at a role at Memorial Care within our lean resource office. And the lean resource office at the time has been around for about 10 or 11 years. And they just started doing process improvement work kind of based on Toyota's lean thinking and mindset, running workshops and stuff like that. And at the time, it wasn't necessarily the right career path to go down. I mean, if I talked to plenty of recruiters, friends that I have, and they all of them told me not to do it. And I think the idea of going to work for an organization that I owe everything to, I mean, my wife and daughter are alive because of everything they did for us and having an opportunity now to take that passion and wanting to give back to this organization and being an employee at the same time. I mean, I have yet to meet anybody that I have crossed paths with that can say that, can say that I am working for an organization that saved my wife and daughter's life. So I've been on this internal mission and drive to make this organization better than it already is. It is a great organization. We are one of the best nonprofit health systems in Southern California, LA County, and Orange County. Our leadership team is excellent. They care about our people. They care about our patient. They care about our community. So now what can I do? This non-traditional healthcare thinking person come in and try to reinvent a transformational wheel and an innovative wheel to get healthcare to think differently, to think not like a healthcare organization, but think of it as a service organization that's servicing our patients every single day. So it's been quite the fun six years. I don't know what the next six years are gonna look like, but Mike, like I told you before, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I'm here for the long haul and I'm hoping to make some big changes. Wow, Brian, what a powerful story. And thank you for opening up and being vulnerable and sharing the realities that many across this country experience on a personal level and being able to springboard into your leadership role at Memorial Care because of it. Before we get into who you serve down in, in the Southern California region, what you guys are up to at Memorial Care, why this transformation journey is so important to you, how you were solving for it. I do have to ask you, Brian, what were some of the biggest surprises to you coming into healthcare that maybe you didn't know existed in regards to the business of healthcare? What were some of those like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening? I think some of the behind the scene, the behind the scene processes that most patients don't see and the complexities of those processes that I've learned over time that don't necessarily have to be as complex as they are. And what we see as the patient up front is we see an issue, we come to a healthcare system, I'll just leave it in general, we come as a patient to a healthcare system looking for a problem to be solved, whether we're sick, we broke our arm, 
we need stitches. And what we immediately see as the patient is that problem being solved. What we don't see as the patient is the complex process behind the scenes to solve that problem. The number of people that are involved, the number of processes that are involved, the number of supplies that are involved. And just, we, we call it, and as lean practitioners, we call it muda, we call it waste. It's the way I've always described it is, you know, to get from point A to point B, it might be a mile long, but it doesn't need to be a mile long. And it doesn't need to have hundreds of people and hundreds of supplies and all this complexity in the middle of it. We can get to A from B at a lot shorter distance, a lot faster and a lot more efficiently and still solve the problem. But then we take it to the next level. And this is where I think healthcare has the biggest opportunity is not celebrating that we solve the problem, but celebrating that there's a problem and then solving how we solve that problem. So it's like we get from point A to point B, there's a process, but that process is so long. How do we go back and shorten that process and make it easier? That's the problem. The problem isn't necessarily putting stitches on somebody's arm because healthcare has been doing that for centuries, right? It's solving that intermediate problem right there. And we're going to dive into that, how you guys are going about it at Memorial Care in just a moment. I can't wait because there's so much, th- so many great things happening in your camp that you're helping lead, Brian. But before we go there, just like I ask any startup tech founder or entrepreneur on the podcast is to give that elevator pitch, who is your organization? I'm going to do the same with you, Brian. Who is Memorial Care and who do you serve down in Southern California? And like you had mentioned in the very beginning, we've got four hospitals. We're all in LA County, Orange County. We serve our community. We serve our patients. We are a value-based organization, a nonprofit value-based organization. So everything we do is to give back to our community. We have breast centers, we have labs, we have ambulatories, we have imaging centers, we have oncology. I mean, we're there to service the community. That's why we exist today. I love it. Well, very exciting. Thank you for that tee up, Brian. You set me up perfectly for some of the questions I've been burning to ask you. So first and foremost, Brian, what does it mean to Memorial Care? What does it mean to you in regards to digital transformation? What does that mean? Innovation is a big word as well. What does that mean to you? And more importantly, what does that mean to Memorial Care and the patients that you serve? To me, it transformation and innovation work is using the unconventional, unthought of, kind of scary in a sense, approach to making the patient experience better, making the employee, the clinician, the nurses, the doctors, all everybody within our health system and our patients and serving them, making their lives a lot easier. So like, for example, using like machine learning or using artificial intelligence, like we partner with Olive, as I mentioned before, they've been a great partners of ours since 20, late 2019. We've been using them a lot in trying to introduce true artificial intelligence and machine learning to make our employees' life easier, which in turn allows us to better support our patients, and it makes the patient's life easier. I mean, there's studies right now that there's artificial intelligence out there that have a better accuracy percentage in reading an x-ray than a radiologist does. Now, that's scary for a radiologist to hear, but that's where our technology is. That's what we need to start looking at. And that's something that I wrote down is that we need to start as a healthcare industry trusting technology advancement that beyond the human brain. We need to start beginning to trust that artificial intelligence, machine learning, this type of technology is going to get smarter than us human brains. And we need to trust that and we need to start introducing that into healthcare. Well, a lot of that is also a 
mindset and the culture that you set within the organization to get to exactly what you just described, right, Brian? I mean, so, so for some people, change is hard, right? There is a, a how do I say this uh, kindly? Healthcare is fraught with orthodoxy, right? We've always done it this way. This is how it's always been. Why would we change? (laughs) Don't get me started on that, Mike. I mean, it's that's the barrier that somebody might experience in a marathon, right? That would be the barrier of a transformation, innovation department, or team, or a person, or an organization, you know, trying to make change in healthcare. Is that's what you run into, you know? And it's not only healthcare, Mike. It's everywhere. Even in the industry that I was in with Toyota and other organizations in the finance industry, you get to that point to where the barrier is, that's not how we've done it. This is how we do it the past 10, 15 years. And I've just learned to you know, sit down with that person, have a conversation, be like, is that true? Or is there an uncomfort or a level of uncomfort that you have? Because this may not be technology that you know or understand. And maybe I just need to take the time to teach you, to coach you about what this technology can do that you can better understand it and then support it. And I have found taking that time to have that conversation just pays dividends. You know, it's like people are scared what they don't know. But as soon as they begin to know what it is and we have a better understanding, I mean, we truly want to learn what it is, not just judge the book by its cover, but actually read the book. People are more open to this type of transformational change. Well, thanks for that, Brian. And also too, again, it's that culture, it's that mindset, it's that willingness to really push the envelope, try new things, fail, fail fast, right? Obviously not at the risk of our patients. I always like to throw that cat. Absolutely. In. But I <laughs> traditionally have come from this side of the tech and the entrepreneurial side of the aisle in this kind of relationship that you're describing. Brian, my question to you around that is the following. How do you also create a culture of trust and a culture of mutual learning and understanding between you as Memorial Care and you and your leadership and your team and the tech and innovation community, the young startups, the ones that are still growing, they're still trying to figure out their model, their processes, their tech stack, all of that. How do you create that environment of trust, understanding, and, and mutual kind of symbiosis, if you will? I think for me, it's giving this, that startup company, the opportunity to fail and understanding and being okay with that and talking to our leadership, talking to the board, talking to everybody, the C-suite folks and say, listen, this has potential, but it's going to fail. It's going to fail a couple of times. And then we're going to have some quick wins. And then we're going to kind of go back to, it's like that comment that like people weigh like three steps forward, two steps back, right? Hey, at least you're still one step forward than where you were in the very beginning. And that's something we use in lean too. It's like, I may not get to hundred percent perfection. I may only get to 80% perfection, but that's okay. But I also have to be passionate about the pursuit of trying to be, trying to achieve perfection. I shamelessly steal that from my time at Toyota when I think Lexus, it was one of their slogans we had on a license plate. It said, passionate pursuit of perfection. But you understanding what that statement means, means that it's not about being perfect. It's about the journey. And that ties back to what I said about it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. We've got to learn and appreciate the journey and understand, hey, you know what, while I'm running that marathon, I might trip over my lace and fall flat on my face. But you know what, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to wipe off the dirt and I'm going to keep going. Well, that's also, I mean, and it's so true. And I appreciate you flagging, hey, so is, there's nothing wrong with failing. I am a firm believer in order to achieve success, you must achieve some failure along the way. I mean, one of my favorite examples is Michael Jordan, right? If he's taken a lot of shots, missed a lot of shots, but he's known as one of the best basketball players in the history of the game, right? With that, Brian, let's also then talk about those successes, right? Taking those risks, failing, failing fast, learning along the way, kind of 
share a bit some of those use cases, some of those examples, those real world wins that has moved Memorial Care forward, that has truly impacted your patients, the people that you ultimately serve. What has it been like with the partners like in all of our other partners or other technology companies or other folks that you're working with? What are some of those real world examples by implementing this culture of innovation and digital transformation? Oh, that's a great question. I'm like, where do I start? I think our journey with Olive uh, started the mid to end of 2019. And really, we focused in the very beginning on what that engagement workflow is going to look like. How are we going to integrate a tech startup company, you know, passionate about being in the healthcare space, you know, that Sean Lane talks about a lot. And then taking that, but then also teaching Olive as an organization, as a startup, how to work within a healthcare system. Because healthcare does it differently than an auto company does it or a finance company does it. But we've had a lot of internal administration wins in the automations that we've introduced that has freed up time and capacity of our internal employees to do other things, to tackle on more projects and to advance, truly believe to advance our health system to the next level. There's such an administrative burden in the healthcare space that by us tackling that first and making that more efficient, it just trickles down to the patient experience. One of the big things we helped with Olive and developing and beta testing was the Olive Helps application. That was huge. I remember Sean coming into our navigation center and sitting down with an iPad and ideating on this concept of creating cybernetics, advancing the human mind, not necessarily creating AI to do what a human does, but how can we make a human even smarter, faster, better by providing them more real-time information fast? And it's taking that napkin idea and introducing it into our navigation center and going through the ebbs and flows, three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back. I'm sure Tony listened to this podcast, he'll probably laugh because we had plenty of conversations as we were building this out. But our navigators talk to our patients. They are the voice of our health system. And by us having the ability to make the navigator's job more easy, give them information in more real time, they can talk to our patients and give them that information, calm them, tell them everything that they need to know, help them navigate our healthcare system. And healthcare systems are super complicated. That's the other thing I've learned coming from the outside and coming in. It's just more complicated than it needs to be. Well, what I also love too, let's stay on that topic for a moment, Brian, in regards to Sean Lane, the CEO at Olive. If you go and study his work for the community out there listening, if you go study his work, you'll notice he talks time and time again around the idea of leveraging AI and automation to not eliminate jobs, but to give our healthcare workers those superhuman powers, right? And it's a whole different way of thinking about it. A lot of people look at AI automation as, as something like, I don't know, it's a little fearful for me, but from my perspective and Brian, I think you guys are experiencing it down there as well. This notion of unleashing the superhuman potential of our healthcare workers that they have by leveraging these types of technologies. Have you guys been seeing that on the ground with your team members? Absolutely. Especially with our navigators, we've noticed handle time, talk time, you know, all the call center, you know, jargon that you hear about. It's, we're able to help more patients. We're able to help more patients because we've turned our navigators into super navigators. I mean, Mike, I've got this vision that I've shared. I've shared it, you know, with all of, I've shared it with other folks, but this concept of cybernetics and where Sean's going, it's imagine this, let me paint you this picture. Imagine an ambulance driving as fast as it can to your trauma center, right? The charge nurse, the soup answering that phone, understanding what this patient is, who they're about. The trauma surgeon has an ear pod or a headphone in one of their ears. 
and they are hearing in real time art- conversational artificial natural language processing person taking everything that she is hearing about this patient coming inbound that needs life-saving treatment in real time, looking at every single case study, medical journal, everything nationally, open it up to the world, and then presenting the three highest, most probable successful approaches and saving this patient's life. Now, the doctor is still gonna have the ability to make the decision, make the assessment, but imagine a doctor, a trauma surgeon, on the blink of an eye, having that amount of information um, and near real time before this patient even arrives. But how many lives could we save, Mike? We'd save hundreds and thousands of lives if we were to turn this trauma surgeon or trauma doctor into a super doctor, right? That to me is true transformational innovation work. That's why I went back and I said that statement earlier around trusting technology advancement beyond the human mind. If we can get there, there's endless possibilities. So powerful. So powerful. Thank you for really bringing it to life with that example, Brian. And before we also turn gears a little bit and head towards what you guys are up to at Memorial Care, kind of in the future, what you're, what you were seeing in your kind of captain's chair, what we need to be mindful of over the next you know, one to three, three to five years. I do have one more question because again, you mentioned it, that you've been working alongside all of now for a number of years, three plus years. And also you get to see very young and nascent startups come across your desk and seeing what the early stage innovation. Brian, what is your one piece of advice specific? I've already asked you the one on the front end, but I'll ask you another one. What's your piece of advice for those innovators out there that are hungry and are passionate to reimagine healthcare through technology and innovation and their startups they're founding? What's that piece of advice that you would give to them? I think, Mike, the one word that resonates with me is passion. That's one thing that I felt and heard when Sean first came to Memorial Care and we were looking at AI technology and machine learning. Sean is very passionate about his product, his organization, and the change that he can make within. I have sat in presentations where that passion's not there, and it's more focused around a sales and marketing PowerPoint presentation that looks very good. The videos are very nice, but you just don't hear that passion. You don't hear that story behind this person's reason for starting this company up beyond just making money. And that becomes just a big turnoff with me, especially coming into healthcare and my background in coming into healthcare and the reason why I'm here. And Mike, I think most people that work in the healthcare industry, the nurses, the doctors, the non-clinical folks, they're working in healthcare for a reason, right? It's because they care. They care about patients. They care about our community. They care about giving back. So passion is, is the most important thing. And if you're going to go up and make up a story and then pitch a sales and marketing PowerPoint, like people are going to see right through that. No, it's absolutely true. You know, one thing that I share with entrepreneurs that I'm fortunate to be able to work alongside, mentor and advise, and it's exactly what you just said, Brian, 90% of this, I heard this from Simon Sinek personally, I was able to meet him in person. He's the one that start with the why, unbelievable mind. And he said, uh, and when I had a chance to talk with him in person, he said, Mike, 90% of what you say people forget, but they remember 100% of how you made them feel, right? And you cannot fake passion. You cannot fake authenticity and somebody that is truly convicted to their vision and their mission of what they are going to do to change and reimagine healthcare. So I'm right there with you. You can sense it. You can feel it when somebody is truly dedicated to their craft and their mission at hand. So right there with you, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. 
Let's change those gears. Let's look a little bit into the crystal ball, my friend. Brian, what are you guys seeing at Memorial Care over the next two to three years, three to five years, not just in regards to the delivery of care, but again, digital transformation, innovation. What are you guys seeing there with your own system? And then, of course, more broadly, where do you see innovation and digital transformation heading as well over the next number of years? The next couple of years, I think there's still a lot of low-hanging fruit from kind of administrative work in the supply chain space and the pharmaceutical space. And the only reason I'm saying this is that I happen to be volunteering at one of our hospitals because of this Omicron surge and the shorting of staff and and all that stuff. And I'm sitting down in the basement of one of our hospitals down in supply chain. And I'm looking around and I'm cutting open boxes and I'm taking supplies out and I'm trying to restock supplies because they're shorthanded. And I'm just, I'm looking at just a wealth of opportunity from supply chain management. Like I think in general, healthcare is still not using data to where we could use it. And then incorporating true machine learning and algorithms and looking at historical data and data trends to help us manage supply chain spend. I mean, can you imagine, Mike, if we had this type of technology before COVID happened on how much better we would have been able to handle a PPE supply, you know, ordering and shortages and being predictive about all of that stuff. And now I think there's an opportunity in the pharmacy space as well. I hate to say this, but full transparency, you know, the pharmaceutical sales, it's kind of like it to like the Wolf of Wall Street. There's a shortage on one drug, but the shortage is created because somebody had told some health system that all of a sudden it's going to be short, but then everybody else is buying it when the reason there's a short because everybody else is buying it. If we could create true machine learning and algorithms to pay attention to that stuff, then we wouldn't have all of this spend. We wouldn't have all this waste. We wouldn't have all this muda, like I called it before. But even going back to my whole passion speech and why I'm in healthcare. I was down there and I was stocking baby supplies and I'm looking at these little pink and blue beanies for newborn babies and I'm crying in tears because it brings me back to when my daughter was born and why I made that career change. And it wasn't necessary. It was certainly not a career advancement, but just it made me realize and find that true passion. And especially in the dark, I don't want to say dark times, but especially in the times that we've had the past two years, you know, with and everybody working hard in all industries, including healthcare. It's like, I'm sitting in there getting dirty, unloading boxes full of baby beanies and formulas, restocking shelves, and was able to find that passion of this is why I'm here. And this organization, this is why I'm in healthcare, because now I've got this passion and drive to make it better. Because patients don't see that behind the scenes stuff. And we do as healthcare workers, and I think that's the next two, three years down the road is really cleaning up all of our backend processes because it's the patients will feel that. And this is exactly why I wanted you on this podcast. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that and bringing that passion and, and that true authenticity of knowing what we can achieve and achieving it together. So of course, Brian, we also want to flip the script on you a little bit on how our community, we have very passionate leaders, some of the most brilliant and passionate minds around the country helping lead the charge to move the healthcare industry forward. How can we be helping you? What's one problem, need, or question that you and the Memorial Care team have that we can be helping you with? I love ideas. I love the most far out, outrageous, this would never work in healthcare type of ideas. And that's what I'm looking for. I want to hear something from your listeners, or if they reach out to you directly, or they can reach out to me on my LinkedIn. Give me some crazy, crazy idea, because I want to say I heard this from Steve Jobs when I read his book, you know, his autobiography, you know, after he passed, it's, he had this marketing idea around, you don't really know 
that you want it until you get it and then you realize you can't live without it. Or it was something along the lines of like, you know, it's like, you may never think that this would be something that you want, but then after you have it, you can't imagine your life without it. It's like the iPhone, right? You know, or the Apple Watch. You know, I took mine off because it was pinging early. You might hear that in, in this podcast, but I feel a little naked not having that on my wrist. So that's the type of thing. And I think that that exists in healthcare. And I just don't think the healthcare practitioners and the healthcare industry think of healthcare industry in that sense. So I think if we actually truly listen to our patients and we give them something that they know they can't live without, I think that's going to be true transformational work. And I'm not talking about, well, we need a hospital to save their lives or you need to go to your primary doctor to get blood draw. I'm not talking about that stuff. Like, I get that, right? But if we can shift our mindset internally as healthcare workers, you know, to where we start thinking about what can we give our patients that they don't know that they need, but when they have it, they love it, right? I, love I, it. I don't know. I have no idea where that's going to go or how that's going to, I mean, we're talking ideas on a napkin right now of, of what that could look like, but I'd love to ideate with people on something like that. Well, Brian, Brian, you may have just given this podcast an unofficial title for it. Go into the moon with Brian Dowd. <laughs> like, bring the moon shot oh, ideas. We're, we're going to Mars. Don't we're be going to shy. Mars. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Assume nothing and challenge yeah. everything. So bring those ideas. Mikey said it. That's perfect. I love that. Assume nothing. Yeah, that is exactly, that's the nail on it right there. Yep. Assume nothing, challenge everything. It's what I live by now in healthcare because this is the new reality. We have an opportunity, especially, and you mentioned it earlier, it has been tough over the past number of years with COVID. But from my perspective, Brian, there are going to be phoenixes rising out of the COVID ashes. This is the time. Amidst great chaos, there is great opportunity. Now is the time to be audacious, to be bold, to shoot for Mars, bring those crazy ideas, assume nothing, challenge everything. I love it. But Brian, in order for our community to be able to go to the Mars with you, they need to be able to get a hold of you. Where can they find you online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How can we track you down? You know, if you go on a LinkedIn, if you just go on, I think it's like just www.linkedin.com backslash, and then just type in Brian C. Dowd. That should pop up to my LinkedIn profile. And this does sound silly, but my the story that I shared earlier about my wife and daughter Memorial Care Saddleback Medical Center did a beautiful, grateful patient video of our store. You'll see that video they did of us and bring a box of tissues. I still cry every single time I see it, but you can certainly find me that way. Well, you'll also be able to find for our community in the episode notes, you simply scroll down to your favorite podcast player. Those contact points for Brian will be down there as well as a way to learn more about Memorial Care as well. Again, just simply scroll down in your favorite podcast player into the episode notes, or you can also head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Brian's episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, or otherwise, and to get a hold of those contact points online for Brian. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, Brian, I think you may have also signed up for another episode, Going to Mars with Brian Dowd. We may have to do that as the second one. But for now, we're going to start winding the episode one down with you. But I have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I think this one's going to be a slam dunk for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because I have the opportunity every single day to change this industry. I love it. I love it. I knew you'd bring the heat. Brian, thank you so much. I have been waiting and waiting for this. Our calendars have finally aligned. I'm so grateful to be able to bring you on our nationally ranked healthcare and innovation podcast. I knew exactly what we were going to get into. And I know 
our audience is going to absolutely love this message as well. So again, Brian, thank you for taking a pit stop, being with our community, sharing your truth, sharing your passion, and sharing the art of the possible in healthcare and innovation. Again, thank you for being with us today, my friend. Oh, Mike, thank you so much for having me. And it's long overdue. I know we've been trying to sync our calendars for the past year or so, but you know, COVID certainly is not helping that. But I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your audience's time. And for everybody out there listening, the craziest idea that you might hear of that you think is impossible to implement in healthcare, that's probably the best idea. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.